0: The Low Post is brought to you by Goodyear. Celebrating March deal days with month-long service and savings, visit GoodyearAutoService.com for offers. And now, The Low Post. Welcome to the Woj Low NBA trade deadline special. I'm Zach Lowe here with senior insider Adrian Wojnarowski. We are 24 hours and 30 minutes away from the NBA trade deadline. Let's get right to it. All roads, Woj, I think, lead through our friends from north of the border who are playing south of the border, and that's the Toronto Raptors, the 2019 champions, currently playing in Tampa Bay. And let's start with maybe the only player that is even semi-available who could swing the entire championship balance with one trade, and that's Kyle Lowry, the Raptors' legendary point guard, the greatest player in Raptors franchise history. What are
1: we hearing with 24 Hours to Go about Kyle Lowry? Zach, listen. Kyle Lowry is very much available now, and listen, there's a perfect storm going on in Toronto with the losing streak, how far they have fallen back uh, in the Eastern Conference standings with COVID issues, injuries, uh, and the fact that obviously Lowry is in the final year of his deal, Philadelphia, uh, the Miami Heat. uh, There are a number of teams engaged, and and as you know, Zach, uh, the Raptors, Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster, their front office, they're going to work with Kyle Lowry and his agent Mark Barlestein on where he might like to play if they're going to do a deal. Uh, but here's one team, too, Zach, that don't rule out of this one between now and Thursday's trade deadline, the Lakers. Ooh, that's spicy. But look, the Lakers
0: if lebron and anthony davis are out for longer than maybe expected or out for 15 or 20 games or whatever it is they are at real risk of falling into the play-in tournament in the western conference which is an incredible turn of events but the lakers and the brooklyn nets more or less are the focus of some of these other teams like philadelphia and miami who might consider themselves one piece away one little tweak away from competing with the biggest and the best teams philly has been the most obvious home for kyle lowry right they have tyrese Maxey, danny green they can trade a pick miami it'll be interesting to see what they can package but those are teams that have long been linked to kyle and are looking for upgrades but whoa let's not forget the Raptors have another guy playing out of his mind, averaging 20 points a game now in the last year of his contract, Norman Powell, a wing who can play both wing positions, can shoot threes, can drive to the hoop, and every team could really use a guy like that. The market for him is really
1: wide, right? It's really big, and you know, you imagine that whiteboard they have in the Raptors facility, and Masai Ujiri, Bobby Webster, putting up all the deals and the offers they have. It is significant, and they're gonna have an opportunity here in the next day to decide what is what is the kind of package they want. Is it picks? Is it a young player in a pick? But this is a player who can decline. He'll, he'll assuredly decline uh, his player option on his deal this year. He'll become a free agent. And as you said, this has been really a breakout season for him at 27, shooting 43% or so from three. You know There are teams who uh, would like to trade for him and then be able to have his bird rights and sign him Moving forward with Kyle Lowry, it's a little different. There's some teams who see he might just be a rental for them. Uh, are they going to move forward with him? With Norman Powell, you know, this is a player who teams don't want to just trade for the rest of this season, but then want to have the ability to sign him and, and keep him long-term.
0: Here's how good Norman Powell has been. If you pulled 20 GMs right now and said, who would you rather pay big money this summer, Norman Powell or Victor Oladipo, another big trade deadline name, it might be like 10-10 or even 12-8 in favor of Norman Powell. And this for the Raptors, this isn't like a long-term multi-year tank necessarily. They come back if they trade these guys with Van Vliet, Ananobi, Siakam. It's sort of like a one-year Tampa tank. This is a lost season for us. Let's capitalize on it, come back next year, and reload. Let's move quickly now as we're talking about teams that are maybe one piece away. The other big name this week linked to some of these teams has been Aaron Gordon in Orlando who reportedly requested a trade. We can talk about where that stands in a second, but he's been linked to Boston, Denver. Some
1: reporting, not mine or yours, has linked him to Portland. What are we hearing on AG? What's the latest? Yeah, Houston's another team that's engaged uh, Orlando on Aaron Gordon, but you know you mentioned that trade request that was made weeks ago. Um, well, I'm told in the last 24, 48 hours, Aaron Gordon has had some second thoughts about that trade request, about whether he actually really wants to leave Orlando. Uh, but the Magic, their front office, they forged ahead in trying to find a deal for Gordon. Uh, you mentioned Boston, and sometimes Boston will get into some of these trade talks, and teams are never quite sure Um, how serious they are about following through. But I think the sense is that Boston is very serious about trying to acquire Gordon. Uh, And I think uh, for the magic here, this is a chance now to start taking a look at how they want to reshape this roster moving forward. But whatever Aaron Gordon wants right now, I know that Orlando and and their front office, they're going to do what's best for them. Uh, And that may very well be uh, taking the best package they can. That's one you can expect to go right up to that Thursday deadline and then Orlando taking their best offer and moving Aaron Gordon on. Yeah. Houston got
0: very serious with Orlando. I think that seems to have fallen apart. Denver is super interesting to me because they have some young guys and they can trade a pick and they have salary filler and Gary Harris and Will Barton that matches in years. Aaron Gordon's contract almost immediately. He fills that sort of Jeremy Grant tweener forward defense first player that they lacked and that they're going to need to get through Kawhi Leonard or LeBron James. The long-term picture, though, is Michael Porter Jr. is going to get a ton of money. Jokic and Murray already do make a ton of money. Can Denver really afford four big salaries? Minnesota has been in on Aaron Gordon. I think Orlando would love to get their hands on Jaden McDaniels and any kind of trade like that. What are you hearing about Portland, Woj? Another team that has done incredible work to hang in despite injuries and I think
1: could use one last infusion of talent to really, really compete. What are you hearing about them? Yeah, I think Portland's been very active. And, uh, you know, listen, they've used some picks and some trades uh, here in the last, you know, several months, the Robert Covington deal with Houston that they did, you know, before the season. And, but this is a team in Portland that, as you said, as they start to get their guys back, and I think you look at some of those perimeter players out there, you know, a Norman Powell, you know, even an even Oladipo on a rental, you know, I think those, they have the assets in Portland if they decide um, that they want to get involved, especially with somebody in a rental situation, you know, they've got some young players there, but they also really like the young guys they have in Portland. And the one thing you've been able to see the Blazers do through the years is draft well, hit it in the second round on guys, and then get those players better
0: and another name to watch i think is gary Trent jr who's had an outstanding year and a half was crazy good in the bubble for the blazers he's a restricted free agent he would have a lot of value his matching rights would have a lot of value and he's a young guy and with that in mind let's take a break and when we come back we'll talk about some of the exciting young guys potential future building blocks who might be on the move in the next 24 hours Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. Shame on you, by the way. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything – pre-wrapped gifts, gifts for grandma. You can find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung Smart TV. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. That's very soon. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for your mom easy this year. Head to macy's.com slash giftfinder today. That's macy's.com slash giftfinder. Your team. Call one 800 DIRECTV tv or visit directtv.com. Sign up today. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Welcome back to the Woj Low Trade Deadline Special. Let's t- transition right into some exciting young guys who may be on the move this week. And let's start right in New Orleans where Lonzo Ball, the Lonzo Ball, has been one of the most talked about players in the NBA for the last two months, was super available, then started hitting threes and looked like a great long-term fit with Zion Williamson and maybe even Brandon Ingram as sort of a hybrid guard, kind of created his own position. He's headed to restricted free agency this summer, expected to have some suitors, maybe some in big markets, presenting New Orleans right now, and David Griffin, their, their basketball operations chief, with a big decision. Woj, what do we think is
1: going to happen with Mr. Ball? Well, you know, New Orleans certainly has been open for business on Lonzo Ball. One team they talked with, uh, Atlanta, I think that's gone by the wayside. I think the Hawks, uh, for all intents and purposes, are going to stand pat. I think the one team to watch with Lonzo Ball, uh, the Chicago Bulls. And they have a player in a similar situation. Uh, Lori Markkinen, who uh, didn't sign his rookie extension in the offseason, couldn't agree on a deal just like Lonzo Ball didn't in New Orleans. And I think there's uh, the, the framework of a way to get a deal done. Certainly Chicago needs a point guard. Uh, they also have cap space, and they could go out uh, and sign Ball to an offer sheet in the offseason. And, and so I think for David Griffin in, in New Orleans, um, what kind of assets can they get back? Uh, for Ball. They still want to try to get into the playoffs. He has played well, and you know they can deal with it in the offseason. But I do think there's motivation on the part of both sides uh, to see if there's a deal they can make here uh, in the next day. That's almost a challenge trade. Your guy for my
0: guy. I would wonder which side would demand picks in that situation, or even a second-round pick. Maybe New Orleans. I think Lonzo probably has been a little better than Markkinen this year. Markkinen would be an interesting fit in New Orleans. Can you build a good defense with Zion Williamson and Markkinen at the four and the five? It would seem unlikely that Markkinen, Zion, and Steven Adams, who they've committed a lot of money to, can play together. So that's a really interesting potential trade. Let's talk about Atlanta. You just hinted that they might stand pat. And their outgoing restricted free agent, John Collins, power forward, center, whatever you like, has been one of the most talked about guys in the league. It seems like the Hawks who've won eight out of nine,
1: it seems likely that they're going to keep him to keep this
0: playoff run going. Is that the sense you're getting, Woj?
1: Yeah, they are going to keep John Collins. And, you know, they played really well under Nate McMillan since he's taken over uh, as head coach. He's certainly, you know, the team's got healthier. uh, But I think if they do anything in Atlanta, again, something more around the edges than with their core players. Uh, there were discussions with John Collins, you know, with a number of teams, uh, but but expect him to finish the year with the Hawks. Hey, he's really good, by
0: the way, and he, and he only makes $4 million, so it's hard to trade a player at that salary for another really good player. I, I I don't really get why Atlanta would have been in a rush to get rid of John Collins. He's a really good player. Let's go a couple years up on the age curve, but to a guy who's only – Two years and one big injury removed from being a legit All-NBA player. And that's Victor Oladipo, who went from Indiana to Houston as part of the James Harden mega trade. He's heading to unrestricted free agency, has turned down more extensions than I can count at this point from multiple teams. Uh, Some of the teams that have been rumored to be interested in Victor Oladipo also have cap room this summer, and thus the ability to sign him outright without trading anything for him. What's the market like for him? He's had a very uneven last couple of years, hasn't looked that great in Houston. What should the Rockets realistically expect
1: to get in return? Yeah, it's it's a really fascinating case, and you're right. You know, he turned down an extension with the Rockets, two years, 45 million, the most they could do during the season. He turned one down in Indiana before he was traded uh, this is a player who right now we've got a lot of teams who are looking at him maybe as a rental and making kind of some low ball offers to see if they can prime away. But I think Houston believes that they've got uh, between now and, and Thursday afternoon, you know, the ability to get back some real value for him, whether that's a young player, whether that's a combination of young player and pick uh, my sense is they might have a first round pick in that middle of the first round range. Uh, but, Team like Miami, and we, we know there has been, I think, a long mutual interest between Victor Oladipo and the Miami Heat. They have the cap space to go sign him if they decide that's what, that's what they want to do this summer. So they've not been real aggressive, uh, aggressive at all uh, with Houston to, to give up any assets right now. Uh, New York is another team that has uh, certainly the cap space this summer. Uh, I don't sense the interest in a future partnership with Oladipo is significant with the Knicks.
0: I think the wait-and-see approach you're talking about is absolutely the right move, and that if Houston can get that kind of mid-first-round pick from anybody, that's a win at this point for the Rockets, who made a really interesting decision, by the way, to choose effectively Victor Oladipo over Karis Levert as part of that James Harden trade. So we'll see what they do next, coming back. We will talk about buyout, guys. And there's some big names on the buyout market linked to some big contending teams. We'll get into it next. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call or click Grainger.com or just stop by. Welcome back to the Woj Low Trade Deadline Special. Let's fly through some of the premier buyout candidates, starting with Cleveland Cavaliers center Andre Drummond. Seems unlikely they'll find a trade partner given his huge salary, almost $30 million. He could really help either of the Los Angeles teams, the Brooklyn Nets, really
1: anybody. Woj, what should we expect? Where is he going to be playing in a couple of days? Yeah, Andre Drummond, he, he's going to be the crown jewel of that. Uh, buyout market uh, by all appearances right now uh, both Los Angeles teams the Lakers the Clippers uh, are expected to have great interest uh, the Brooklyn Nets of course like they're trying to gather up every you know every great player or uh, former great player in the league and in the buyout market and then the Celtics and Mavericks are teams uh, to watch with Andre Drummond uh, listen as you know Zach a lot of these players don't want to take buyouts they want to get traded You know, they don't want to become uh, have the perception that they're a minimum player because usually you sign a minimum deal in the buyout market. But it it looks like that's where Andre Drummond's headed for, unless Cleveland can find a trade uh, that we probably don't expect they will here in the next 24 hours. But certainly with the Lakers, he'd move right in. He'd be their starting center. Uh, I think the role would be most significant with that L.A. team. He'd look great next to LeBron, rolling for dunks and all of that. In Brooklyn, he'd give them another
0: Joel Embiid antidote, another big body to battle Joel Embiid. Nick Claxton, who's been sensational backing up DeAndre Jordan, can't really do that. Isn't ready for that kind of physicality. Let's move to LaMarcus Aldridge, who has agreed to part ways, really, with the Spurs. Uh, Stretch five at this point in his career. has lost probably a half a step on defense, but could probably still help a team in a limited role. Certainly has been coveted since the Spurs thing happened. Uh, Where are we hearing
1: for him, Loach? Yeah, I think Miami uh, is going to be a front runner for LaMarcus Aldridge. If you think back to Aldridge's free agency when he left Portland for San Antonio, he actually took a meeting with Pat Riley, even though the Heat really didn't have the cap space to sign him. Uh, And Riley did such a great job talking to him about team and the importance of going somewhere and winning and being a part of something bigger than himself. It actually pushed him, Aldridge told me, to the Spurs over the Suns at that time. And now... I think uh, potentially Aldridge and Pat Riley are exposed, so we'll have a chance uh, to finally get together. You mentioned the Suns. That was his other 2015 free agency team. I think he'd fit great there. I think
0: they need one more guy who can either play with Dario Saric or in place of Dario Saric if there's
1: a matchup for some reason. Uh, Just one more rotation guy. We'll get get to them later. Miami has a great chance to get him, but I still think LaMarcus Aldridge, I I think he's going to have a lot of options when he gets out into the market.
0: And I would expect the Charlotte Hornets also to be among the teams to at least reach out. He'd have an instant big role there. Let's transition, go back to the Pelicans. It's sort of shocking that the J.J. Redick era in New Orleans would come to a buyout. It appears we're headed that way. And look, you can never have enough shooting. You can never have enough wings. Yeah, he's aging. Yeah, he's not the greatest defensive player in the world. But he can help. He's played on big stages.
1: He's playoff tested. Woj, where do we think Mr. Redick is going to end up? Well, we know where he keeps his offseason home, Zach. You know, we know where he spends its time. Uh, that's that's in Brooklyn. I think certainly the Nets uh, will have an opportunity there. I think there's one team, though, um, if he was willing to geographically uh, move back out west, the Utah Jazz, and he's, you know, he and Quinn Snyder, the Jazz Woo! head coach, certainly both Duke guys, they've had a long, great relationship. Uh, and I know that J.J.'s always had great respect for Quinn Snyder, uh, but – I think geography may play a big part in this, and, uh, and, and Brooklyn certainly has the ability to bring in a few buyout guys here and continue uh, you know, to really put a roster together that's going to have great depth uh, and optionality in the postseason. Does
0: J.J. still have a place in L.A.? Because the romantic in me would love a J.J. Redick return to the Clippers, another team that sort of cycles through which guard is going to close games next to their big wings Shooting, shooting, shooting. That's what everyone wants. The romantic in me kind of wants that, but it seems like Brooklyn is the front runner. And when we get back, we're going to have some fun. I am going to build some fake trades that I would like to see happen or that I think make sense. Woj is going to tell me that I'm an idiot and a moron and all these (laughs) trades are terrible. But stay tuned for some fake trades that I think are actually pretty good on the Woj Low Trade Deadline Special. Fake trade time on the Wojlow Trade Deadline Special. (laughs) Let's start with the Boston Celtics, the kings of the rumor mill. This was one of the trades that I think made the most sense. Alas, it doesn't appear likely to happen. And that's Harrison Barnes going from Sacramento into the Boston Celtics. Giant trade exception for Aaron Neesmith. Let's call it a top 10 protected first. And then a nice second rounder. Totally unprotected second rounder. Let's get crazy. Harrison Barnes would help the Celtics. And the Kings get some nice return for a guy who's got two years left on a big contract. Woj, why is this not going to happen?
1: Well, listen, th- they are listening on Harrison Barnes with the Kings, but there's this idea that you actually have like, a-, a good player on a good contract you know, who's actually helped you uh, win games. They want to get into the playoffs here in the near future in Sacramento. I- I, to me, I'm not moving Harrison Barnes unless someone blows me away. He's been a really efficient, good player for the Kings. Uh, y- you just can't be in a perpetual uh, rebuild mode. Fair enough. Let's move on to just my vanity project. I
0: want the Phoenix Suns to look at this as a championship window that's open for them and make at least a small win-now move. This is the first one. Kenrich Williams. You haven't heard of Kenrich Williams? He's playing great as a higher bid forward in Oklahoma City flip Javon Carter in a couple picks, you get a big guy or a wing, whatever you want to call him, who can play with Dario Saric in backup units, even spot you some minutes on the wing. Daniel House, same kind of deal. And now we're getting crazy. Now we're getting a little crazy. Both teams might say no to this one, honestly, because Jalen Smith just got picked in the top 10 and they're giving up another first. But Larry Nance Jr., again, a big who would play with Dario Saric on bench units, could close some games for them, give them another body, a a really good playoff player. I think that would be a home run for Phoenix. They're just not getting enough love. They're second in the West. They have a chance to win. Let's go for it. Price be damned. So that's my Phoenix vanity project. Let's move on. Uh, One more fake trade. I think we got, who do we have next? We have Miles Turner, Indiana. A lot of volatility in Indiana. Let's trade Miles Turner to Charlotte, who badly needs a center. Cody Zeller in one pick isn't doing it. Let's make it a top-ten protected pick and throw in P.J. Washington. So Indiana declutters their center position, gets a really good power forward, who has a lot of time left on his rookie contract, and a nice pick.
1: Charlotte rounds out its roster with a nice pick-and-pop partner for LaMelo Ball. Woj, what do you think? Well, listen, if LaMelo Ball hadn't been injured, hadn't fractured that wrist and uh, – likely be out for the season uh listen that's a deal that could really have propelled charlotte uh into you know uh, they're the, the eighth seed when he went out uh but i think with ball out i think you may see uh charlotte retreat but they've got to improve that center position and they were trying to be active uh with that before ball got hurt